Kendall, um, you know, in reading your biography, uh, there is lots in it. But like everybody's life, it starts somewhere. Take me back to uh, where you were born and grew up. Yeah, I was raised most of my life in uh, Sweetgrass First Nation. Um, I was born in, by the Battlefords there in North Battleford. And uh, my mother single-parented myself, three younger sisters as well. And um, life was is very similar to what many of my people go through on the reserves. And we grew up in poverty, uh, living off of social assistance, lack of opportunity. Um, you know, as an entrepreneur today, there wasn't many of that. I, I didn't know any entrepreneurs back then. And so uh, EcDev was was wasn't really much of a thing back then. And so our reality was seeing a lot of struggle. And so that became ingrained into uh, my upbringing. And I thought that, that, that was, that's what's going to happen to me as I grew up. And so, as I got into um, uh, to, to elementary, to high school, there was many helping hands that uh, helped me along the way, uh, encouraged me. I was able to use my outlet of sports to, to get me through high school and then eventually to college and then eventually university and then starting a business after that. Um, when you look back at that, inspiration-wise, was it then teachers who, as you say, through elementary and specifically high school, that was the beginning of, of being inspired to, to go for something more? Yeah, I would say it's a mixture of that. So my, my grandma, my cookum, we call her in our, our language, um, she was probably our main inspiration, our foundation, because her sacrifice allowed me to take advantage of opportunities. And then that continued with my mother, who also sacrificed a lot for myself and my siblings to, to even go to university. And then when I would get put into to the mainstream and into schools, um, there was teachers who, who took it upon themselves to encourage me. And uh, one of them was my high school um, volleyball coach, and he was the one who said I should go to university. And he said, I, I see potential in you. You should, you should become a teacher. And I was like, well... I didn't really have any opportunities at that time, and I remember applying to university. I never got in, and my only opportunity after grade 12 was to go play volleyball in Alberta at a college, and so I moved nine and a half hours away to play volleyball for two years, and I come back. I had some credits, and I applied to university again, and this time I got in, and I'm starting to become a teacher, and it wasn't until my last year of university where I started to immerse myself into business competitions, business planning competitions, and at this time, it was very... There wasn't people going back and forth into trying to become a teacher and also trying to start a business. And so it was very intimidating for me to uh, give up my evenings and my weekends to go and learn business. And so I, I went to workshops in my spare time. I, I listened to mentors and I was able to write a business plan. I entered business competitions, pitch competitions. It's like on Dragon's End, that type of style format. And that's how I got my seed money to start. And um, lots has happened since then. Lots has happened since then. When was the takeoff point? Can you identify a certain time where you went, boy, this is going to work. I, I, I think this is the way to go. Um, that took a long time because, like most entrepreneurs, they don't put two feet into it. For a long time, for almost a year, I had one foot on the gas and one foot just kind of not committing to it. And when you do things like that, it's kind of like you're, you're giving yourself an excuse if you don't succeed. If For people who are big dreamers and have big big uh, things that they're trying to go after, big goals, you have to jump in with two feet. And that didn't happen until 2012, about almost a year after I had launched it. And at that time, I had to, I had no choice at this time because my back was against the wall. You know, my, my son was, was, a, was a, a toddler now. 
my wife was still starting to become a teacher. So we were living off of, um, we didn't have a lot of income. You know, yeah. it, was very, it was a struggle yeah. for us as, as young parents. So now I have this business, I'm trying to make it work, and it was, I had no choice but to make it to succeed because now I had to pay for, you know, Pampers, formula, um, <laughs> all the necessities now as a new father. And so it, fo- it forced me to, to really focus and narrow in and, and try to make this work. And um, that, at that moment of, of committing, luck became more on our side because uh, I had no choice but to figure things out. I, I had no choice but to make calls, to, to send emails and so on. Isn't that part of what, you know, when you watch Dragon's Dens, one of the things they'll always ask the person who's making the pitch is, are you all in? Because if you're not, they don't want to be a partner of yours. You found that out to be true in business, didn't you? Absolutely. Absolutely, because I, I, I went through it, you know. That, that's the thing, anyone who's listening to this, if you have a business or maybe you, you are a, an entrepreneur, you have a small business and so on, ask yourself, am I two feet, two feet in or am I only one foot in right now? Are, are you trying to look for a plan B, plan C, and so on? It doesn't work like that in business. You have to commit yourself to something. Anything in life is like that. If you don't harness your energy, 100%, 100% focus into something, you're not going to get 100% of the results you're hoping for. And I learned that um, my first business, that, that, uh, that succeeded, thankfully. Uh, you've been uh, involved and founded and invested in a few businesses. One of those got a cool name, Nietzsche Gear. Um, mm-hmm. Just uh, explain that and 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 how that came about and what you're doing with it. Yeah, that was the that was the the the, the university project that was. Um, I had to do business competitions with that, and the the premise of that business came from my childhood story. When I was in grade five, my best friend from South Africa, him and his family, paid for my soccer fees to play the sport of soccer. They gave me the rides because I never had a vehicle growing up. And they really took me under their wing, and they, they saw potential in me as well. And so throughout that experience, um, before they left to Saskatoon, they actually gave my, my mom a 1986 Ford Crown Victoria. And that vehicle allowed myself, my siblings, to con- continue to be involved in after-school activities. And if it wasn't for those after-school activities or the sport programs, I wouldn't have gone to university. I wouldn't have started this business. Right. And so I would tell this story to, to the judges and... Um, the story was able to influence and impact their decisions to, to choose us for, for a winner, as a winner at some of these competitions. And so that prize money, we're able to invest into our first batch of T-shirts and uh, designs and website and all that type of stuff. Um, yeah, it's, it's quite a journey. Nietzsche gear still around? It's still around, yeah. we uh, Actually, a year before COVID came, uh, I made a decision I wanted to speak and consult more and coach other people. And so... At that time, I had to make some shifts in, in my business to uh, how can I automate and how can I systemize things so that this business takes care of itself right. and I can go out and do my speaking. And uh, we, we did that. You know, we were able to, to systemize our online store. We were able to, we still do a lot of online uh, e-commerce around the world. We do custom orders for corporations, which is also systemized, and we do wholesale for other retail outlets, which is also systemized. So, um yeah, that's all systemized, including our uh, our book sales, our online courses, and, and, and so on. Uh, you've taken it to uh, newer and greater heights, and sometimes, as you say, through a pandemic, you find other ways, and maybe even more efficient ways to do business. But mm-hmm. also through this, uh, you found a way to empower youth through Nietzsche Gear and some yeah. of the other stuff you do, right? Yes, yeah. 
Um, Absolutely. So you're able to do that. Uh, business awards, you have won all kinds of those. You're in Canada's uh, top 40 under 40, which is rather exclusive company under 40 years of age and considered one of the uh, top business people around, a runner-up YBI, Global Entrepreneur of the Year. Nice awards to have. So what have you been able to do with that? How do you give back? Um, well, in terms of what we've been able to do with that, it, it's it to me, the, the most honoring part is that my people from my background get the chance to see someone of their kind succeeding in the mainstream. Yes. And so what we've done is we've been able to uh, inspire another generation to rise and to start businesses, to become leaders. So to me, that's the, the biggest, um, one of the things I'm most proud of with, with all of it. And uh, furthermore, how we've given back is we, we actually launched our own fund. It's called Indigifund.com. And uh, not only do we help youth in sports, but also education. We create uh, post-secondary bursaries and people that want to get involved in culture. So we, uh, we, the three of us, my, my wife and my, my, my sister, we, we all created this fund, and um, it's out there now. So we're, we're taking our next line of applicants here right away. Well, that's great. You're going to be speaking at the uh, Yorkton Chamber of Commerce uh, Business Dinner. Yorkton Tribal Council is sponsoring. You are the keynote speaker. What will be the message? Akamemowin, which means perseverance in our language. You know, we've gone through a very difficult and interesting time as uh, as a nation, as in the world. And, and my goal is to leave messages of hope, and that regardless of what's happening in this world right now, the challenges that we face, that doesn't mean we can't overcome them. And my goal is to share messages of hope, resilience, and uh, to share some case studies of other people that have that are uh, succeeding during this time. You know, that have been able to to adapt their businesses, their lifestyle to the current landscape and that is one of the most interesting traits of most successful people they thrive under the pressure they thrive during change and the people that don't adapt to change they don't make it and so my goal is to inspire that to, to keep them to make, keep adapting and keep moving forward in a good way tell me about uh, everything that's happened through first nation people we have seen this for hundreds of years um and certainly mm -hmm. with the latest finding of the uh the graves that have been uncovered. These are stories yeah. that are known in First Nation and have been expressed yeah. to others in government and beyond. Nobody took it to heart, in yeah. fact, that something should be done. Finally, it is being done. Even reconciliation identified it, but still nothing being done. Is it just time now, Kendall, and is it something the First Nation community at large goes finally mm -hmm. well for us it's 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 kind of a, a, a light sigh of relief because at least the mainstream is acknowledging it you can't you can't ignore that you know when when people are digging up and they're finding um, uh, infants yeah. newborns toddlers in in the grave yeah. I think you can't ignore that yeah. so now that the country is starting to, to see it you know we now have a chance to better things for the future and that's to me is is what everyone should be focusing on. How can we work together? How can we make things better? How can we create diversity and inclusion in our workplaces? Are we committing to that, or are we just talking about it? There's a difference between talking and doing, right? And so, now is a, to me is one of the most important times in in our our history. Is how do we become better with all that's happened? 
And during this time, especially this month, it's been a it's going to be a very busy month because a lot of people are reaching out and they're they're wanting indigenous insights, worldviews, and how they can work together with us. And um, that's one of the offerings I now give to people through indigenousconsulting.com. Is I created my own brand to to try to to, to help people. This is how you work with us. This is this is this is respectful. This is how you do things and so on. This is how you greet each other. This is how you bring an elder in and so on. And um, I try to be that, be, become that bridge for uh, for the two worlds so that we can all thrive. Are you confident we can get there? I'm confident if we can leave egos at the door. Yeah. That's yeah. that's the thing stopping a lot of progress. Is there's ego that doesn't want to move. And it stops a lot of people's growth, even in, as an individual. If someone has a lot of ego, they're not coachable. If you're not coachable, you're, you're limited. So that's a challenge for all of us, all of our cities, our towns, our municipalities, and so on. Are we going to be ready for a change, or are we going to be limited? Because if you're limited, people will take over over time. That's yeah. just like business, same thing. If you don't grow as a business, someone's going to come and take over. Back to and we a, don't know who that is. Yeah, exactly. You know, back to a sports analogy, they say uh, those that become the best players are coachable athletes. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Same thing happens here. We need to do it. Give us your websites again if people want to go on there and, and get more information about some of what you've talked about. Sure, yeah. Uh, you can go to indigenousconsulting.com or indigenousspeaker.com. Great. Uh, we appreciate the time that you've lent us here, Kendall, to talk about uh, you, your life, and everything that's going on. And uh, wish you nothing but success and look forward to hearing you September 29th in Yorkton at the uh, Chamber of Business Dinner. Thanks for this. Thank you so much, sir. Appreciate it.